All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, here we are, episode 13. We have made it into the teens, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't already subscribed, there's still time. You can, and you can rate and review Y'all are amazing, but I'm still over here kind of geeking out about the fact that Trisha Yearwood wore her Four Things Love pullover during her coffee talk this last weekend with Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then her and Garth start talking about it, and I had so many people send messages and post stuff, and it was just super cool. And then not only was she wearing it, she talked about the Four Things tote that Mary and I made for her, and she had come up to the studio, so I gave it to her, and I gave her a Pimp and Joy hoodie as well and just talked with her for a minute, but zero expectations. Like when we do stuff like that, it's like just because we want to be nice and like share a gift. Like I don't even know that it'll ever be brought up or heard of again. And that's totally 100% fine. So then come to find out that she actually really likes the stuff and she's wearing it and talking about it. Like what? So her and Garth are sitting there on the couch talking and she starts to bring up the four things tote and the four things that are on there. I can't remember the four that we picked for her for sure, but it was like rescue dogs, 
because um, she loves rescue dogs. Sinatra, because she just recorded a Frank Sinatra album. Uh, Georgia, she's from there. And then I think maybe coffee. I don't know. Coffee would go since she does the coffee talk, but I'm just guessing. I can't remember what it was. But the thing is, Garth wasn't one of her four things. And, you know, we came up with them and surprised her with it. So then instantly Garth is like, oh, your favorite four things? Well, surely Garth is on there. And she's like, "Mm, no, honey, it's not. She goes, but I'll add you in and make you a fifth thing. And then Mary and I talked about it later. We were like, you know what? We should make her a four things tote that just says Garth four times. Garth, 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 Garth. And then that would be really funny. So that's what we did this week. And we're giving it to her. Again, zero expectations for anything. We just, again, kind of piggybacking off of that. And I thought it would be funny. And then if any of you out there want to really impress your husband, you could get a four things tote with their name four times. And they'll be like, dang, she really cares about me like a lot. That's awesome. Mary did something funny over Christmas. Her family had a white elephant gift thing. I don't know. And um, the gift she contributed, I guess, is it white elephant or I think that's what it was. But she made a tote that said, Mary, Mary is awesome. Mary's the best. I love Mary. And then someone in her family had to end up with that four things tote. And I thought it was hilarious. So that's another idea to keep in mind for a four things tote if you're trying to be funny. I don't know why I just thought of that randomly out of nowhere. But, okay, let's get over me geeking out about Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks talking about four things totes. And let's talk about the four things in today's episode. So I've got my husband on this episode, y'all. And we're calling it The Real Real because I want him to come in and give you some of the real sides of me. I think on Instagram you get a certain side. On the radio there's this. We try to be as authentic as possible and let you in, but you're not in on all the things. And when you're married to someone, I mean, they know the real about you. And I think you see online, sometimes people or moms, they share like the real, real, because it's like the real life situation. So my husband's coming in to do just that. And this will be his podcast debut. In fact, I don't even know that he's come on the Bobby Bone show in my like almost 13 years on the show. Actually, I take that back. I think one time he came on to sing Jingle Bell Rock. I have no idea how I got him to do that, but that was years ago. And if I could find the audio, that would be amazing. (laughs) I'm going to have to ask him if he remembers doing that and why he even agreed to do it because he's a pretty shy person, very quiet, more to himself, like wouldn't really share anything about our lives if I wasn't on the radio. But he's definitely been a trooper for a really long time and he's a trooper for coming on the podcast as well. So I will have him on. And we're going to get into the importance of sleep. So I've been emailing back and forth with a nurse practitioner that listens to the show and the podcast. And, you know, she was talking about how sleep is so important. I think she brought it up because I brought up in a different episode that I used to not prioritize sleep. Like if, if you had to put food working out and sleep in any order, it would be working out at number one for like the longest time. And then I guess food and then sleep would be at the bottom. And then now, as I've gotten older, I've realized how much our bodies need sleep and how imperative it is and crucial. So I put sleep first, then food second, eating clean, and then working out last, where I used to like stress out or I would stay up till midnight just to get my workout in. Oh my goodness. But now I would never do that. Like I would totally choose sleep over working out. And my hope is that you guys will take that in and realize how important it is. So she 
again, as a nurse practitioner that specializes in sleep and corresponded with her to try to get some good info for you guys on sleep hygiene. So that's what we're going to call it, sleep hygiene. So I'm pretty excited to um, share that with y'all and even start to implement some of the tips into my own life as well. Okay, I feel like I've been rambling, so I know that's not everything. We're, I'm not teasing everything we're going to get into in today's episode, but I definitely went off on the whole Trisha Yearwood Garth Brooks thing in the beginning. So I, I feel like I just need to get started. So let's do it. First thing. Hey, here's my husband. Can you say hi? Hello. <laughs> it's so weird having you on the podcast because you don't ever do anything. Like you, you don't come on the radio. In fact, when I asked you to do this, I totally expected you to say no, which I think now that you're into it, obviously you said yes, so you're willing to come on. We can see how this one goes, and I think we can have you back as a regular. Well, I mean, we're in the trust tree right now because of the fact that the last time I was on, it was like it was trust hard. tree. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, like right now, I trust you. You're and, oh, you're trusting me. Yeah. Because last time you feel like you were tricked. I was set up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, I didn't know for sure if that was the last time you were on the radio, so it was. It was It was the last day and only time. <laughs> you came on the Bobby Bone Show to sing Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah, and you told me all of the spouses or significant others were coming in to sing with them a favorite song, and then nobody even showed up. Favorite Christmas song. Yeah. Yeah. I have no I, I don't even remember that part of the equation. Like, I don't remember saying, yeah, other Girlfriends, boyfriends, wives, whatever oh, they're yeah. coming. Whatever you sold me. You sold it big. Okay, so you came up and then we sang it and it wasn't a big deal. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Bobby faded you out completely, so I was singing it by myself. Okay, yeah, I forgot about that part, too. I was supposed to be like background. <laughs> so you were on the radio for all your friends to hear you singing Jingle Bell Rock by yourself. Mm-hmm. I could see why you probably didn't come back on the radio for like yeah. 10 years. Slightly traumatic. Yeah. Well, and then you had work stuff that kept you kind of not really, you, you just didn't want to be out there. And you're a well, pri- I'm just a private person in general. Private. Like you're in private, general, like I'm not. If, if we weren't like married, I wouldn't t- probably talk to anybody. Well, like, I mean, you talk to people in life, but just not about things. Well, yeah, not like, about you have friends. <laughs> well, yeah, but I just don't talk about things. Well, I feel like you should start opening up and being vulnerable. It's very, it's very 2019 to be mm. vulnerable and open up. That's uncomfortable. I feel like we could have you on to talk about things like infertility and adoption stuff that we've gone through together marriage so we've been married mm-hmm. 12 years what it's like being a dad we could talk about haiti mm-hmm. and the work there that goes on and i feel like when we're in haiti that's almost when we're our best do you feel like that i mean we haven't been in a while because we've had the kids home for a year but before the kids were home for almost five years we were going you know I was at least going four times a year. Sometimes you were going two times a year based on your schedule. I think it's just easier for, because we, when we're there, we're like working on the exact same thing together. There's no distractions. When we're, we're home, you know, we both have careers. We both have different things we want to get done every day. So it's easier to be distracted. We're going 10 different directions. Yeah. And yeah, you're, when we're there, we're on like There's no distraction. Mission. Nobody's yeah. calling you. No last minute things. No, I want to go to the spa or. <laughs> Actually. I would go to the spa in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I found a place that ha- gives massages well, see, there. We already lost that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We could go to the spa in Haiti now. So you've lost that. But, you know, I, I see what you're saying. We're focused on something. Yeah. You feel like you're a part of something that's bigger than a lot of our first world problems. Yeah, and you're there for them. Yeah, exactly. You put everything else aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We need to, we need some Haiti time. Mm-hmm. We need to get us some Haiti time. I think Mary and I are going to be going soon. 
I yeah. hope that you and I can go one point soon, but we've got to, we're not ready to take our kids back. I think. When no, you think, well, I mean, we got to get passports first. We need passports I mean, for them first. And there's all those other things. But right, like, the whole emotional just, side just, of yeah. taking kids back to where they came from, meeting their birth moms. You know, I really, really, really want to do that. Like big time. I know they they have met them because they've come by the orphanage, but I want to do that. So, do you, how do you feel about that? I'm just. I mean, I'm I'm a little nervous about it. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, it's going to be. Yeah. Well, and then maybe we could think of. I can open up um, emails or Q and As for Amy's husband if people have other topics that they want to hear from you about. I thought today we would focus on something that we're actually dealing with in our house at this very moment because it's PMS time <laughs> and I have been a hot mess and sort of hormonal and crazy and kind of where I go with it sometimes can be, I just feel like crazy and not normal. And I get emails about this podcast like, you know, Hey, Amy, love the podcast. You're so great. You're awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nope, I'm really not that awesome. <laughs> I can bring my husband on to confirm that, you know, I'm crazy and all over the place and maybe even psychotic. Who do you? Well, I, you know, I, I mean, I, mean, you, I feel like I'm kind pausing. of being set. Well, I'm you... set up here because I no, feel like, is... I, like, am I no. always like sworn no. in? Like, if I say something wrong or like, <laughs> are you going to hold me accountable for like, is, no, is there this any is... after show issues I'm going to have? Like, if I no, say something. No, this is a place for you to speak. Like, this is the real, real. This is a real, real setup. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a setup. Okay, I, I promise it's the real, real. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be, you can be honest. We can grow from this. This could be a time where we can share and reflect. But I feel like we'll get into the the weeds of things. We'll get deeper into stuff the more I have you on, if you're willing to come back. But since we are dealing with PMS, I thought we would talk about that. <laughs> You're like rolling your eyes right now because you cannot handle it. So no, like we didn't even say that growing up. Like that wasn't that word didn't happen in my house. I know, which is weird because you have a mom and a and sister. And then we were dating, and you were already talking like you won't believe how bad it is right now. And I'm like, I want to drive the car into an embankment. You're like talking about this like it's normal conversation. Is, I'm like, it should be normal. It happens to every woman. I know. I'm just saying my experience day, was not different. every day, but every month. Women have to go through this. And I feel, quite honestly, like I've got to do something to get my hormones in check because I don't, like, it's getting worse. I feel like it's getting, it's significantly getting worse as I get older. I don't know what's happening or if it's, like, something I'm doing with my diet or what is going on. But I feel like I have a really, like, small chunk of the month where I feel awesome and normal. And then the other ones, I'm, like, totally spastic. What I don't understand is is how is it a surprise every time? Like every time, it's a it's surprise. It's not a surprise. I track it on my Clue app, but you but always you, know, you don't catch it. the Clue before <laughs> that that app comes out. Like, you always sense it before me. Like, you get you... the crazy eye, and then <laughs> yeah, you get the crazy eye where you can't like you're maybe smiling, you may looking, but you know like somebody's like staring, like they're not blinking. It's the crazy eye. Like you stop blinking. I do. Yeah. And it's, you can tell. I used to not be able to tell very well, but now I can see it from a ways off. Okay. Let's go over handling her period like a man. (laughs) Do you know how to handle my period like a man? No, I don't. Let me tell you. The first part is being open to me wanting to talk about it and not running from it. Because you've been living with it for 12 years and you still freak out. Yeah. I would just suggest that maybe um, looking back, a recommendation would be 
understand the environment the guy came from. So if you grew up with a bunch of women that are like, I know, oh, but you've talk been, about you it. You were like with then, them for, uh, yes, a very long time. But you've been with me for 12 years. So, yes, I understand where you came from, but we've had time to grow. But I was doing some research okay. and found this on askmen.com. So I thought we would run through this stuff together and you would see if you agree. Shoot. If you if you end up handling my period like a man. And then any other women listening, like if they've got, you know, they're in a relationship, they can share these tips with their partner, boyfriend, husband, significant other, whomever, mm-hmm. maybe even like just friend, a friend that has to deal with a friend that has really severe PMS, right? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, don't point out her PMS symptoms. Do you do that? Do you point out my symptoms? No. Well, sometimes. Well, I try. If you don't think you're, if you're, if you don't think it, then I'm just like, Hey, could it pop be possible? I try to throw it out and like, maybe it's not for sure that you're on your period, but maybe you think it, you're starting your period. Yeah. Like but if, if, if you I'll be disagree, then I just. A little bit crazy. I'll be acting a little bit crazy. And then you, you will say, mm, do you really think that this is real or is this hormones? Or are you PMSing? Because then if I'm legit PMSing, then I'm okay with it a little bit. But like, if I'm so far away from like not even PMSing, then I just feel crazy. And you're accusing me of PMSing when there's no way that I am. Yeah, but either way, you have never said, yes, I'm PMSing. You've always <laughs> said no. And then maybe an hour and later, after you look at your at Clue app, then you come back to me like, oh, I'm PMSing. Or then like, like the next yeah, day, no or my Clue app will be off by like five days for whatever reason. And literally the next morning, I'll start my period and I'll have to come to you and be like, you know what? Yesterday when I was, you know... Yeah, Off in right. crazy town. Know. I couldn't tell. <laughs> okay. Another tip that askman.com had was don't drop any surprises on her. Like, do you feel like you try to like limit hitting me with a curveball? I try to limit options mm-hmm. because you get into that time period where you are, you can't have a hard time making a decision. Like you, you can't, you can't no, figure can't, out what to wear. Yeah, I can't Much less dressed. like if mm-hmm. I go, Hey, you want to go here, here, here? It's like, why are you hitting me with all these questions? Yeah. So, I need like one or two options. Yeah. Just like get to the point. Um, reduce social activities. Okay. So do you feel like you try to plan anything for me during that time? Or do you understand when I just want to stay home, like curled up in bed and not go anywhere and just watch Netflix? I don't understand it, but I mean, okay. If that's what, if that's what you, how you feel, then we can do that. It is how I feel. Cause I've bloated and ugh, and I, I want to put sweatpants on and just lay there and chill. I mean, I feel like you're pretty supportive of that. Um, yeah. Another tip was accommodate her diet changes. Well, how do you do that? <laughs> well, I mean, are you accepting of my cravings? And like, I mean, it could be all over the place. But I mean, yeah, like, I, like, if, like, if you're like, I want this tonight, or if all of a sudden I see that you actually had a French fry, like, it's on. It's over for the night. We're gonna we're in we're getting ice cream. Oh yeah, which you, I mean, you love. If that. you go down French fry road, <laughs> it's on. I love it. Yeah, because then you know you're gonna. Get then to I get free. <laughs> I'll free ice cream that night. Yeah, like if I'm totally off the rails, <laughs> then you're like, sweet, me too. And mm. I don't have to eat salad and yep. cauliflower. <laughs> we were laughing at some meme the other day. Now I can't even remember it, but it was like talking about how everything these days is made out of cauliflower, <laughs> like everything. Yeah. Which, I mean, cauliflower is great. Like, I love cauliflower crust pizza. I like, oh, I saw a new recipe for um, frozen cauliflower and frozen banana ice cream. You know, I've made the banana ice cream, which they call nice cream. Like, I put that in the blender before with some, like, vanilla almond milk. But now if you add frozen cauliflower to the mix, it still gives you the same texture and more of the ice cream, but not all the sugar that comes with the banana. 
So you do like half and half. Sound good? Uh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> well, I'll probably like, be, there's nothing about that that sounds I'll good. I'll probably be making that. Like cauliflower smelling ice cream. Like yeah. there's nobody that wants that. It's like getting the bad jelly bean that smells like cauliflower. Like, I feel. Why do you want <laughs> it? Not, there's not a cauliflower jelly bean. They have those ones that have the random smells, and you get the bad smelling one. And you're like, oh dang, I got the bad smelling one. It's okay. a cauliflower one. <laughs> Sweet. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, you do have to put up with a lot of my food cravings. I mean, I go through like my healthy spells of wanting to try out all the new things. Like right now, we're both drinking celery juice, which I love. Are you loving it? <laughs> I mean, I like the way I feel afterwards, but I mean, it's just like taking medicine. Like, you just do it. Yeah, you just do it. It's part mm-hmm. of the routine. But I mean, I think I'm into it. I think we'll pro- that's something we'll probably keep going. I don't know about every day, but I do like it and know that it's good for you. But then, yeah, if I am PMSing, then we might be on the what you call it? The French fry train? Yeah, once French fries go down, it's on. You know what's up. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then take on some of her chores. That's another tip from handling her period like a man. Do you feel like you, I feel like you're good at this. Like you notice that I am like just off the rails and I can't even handle like Yeah, like hey, just hang out and, and I'll I go take care out. of the kids. Like yeah. I'll put them to bed. You just lay down, do whatever you got to do. Yeah, you'll do certain cooking things or you maybe yeah. even vacuum because you know how I love to vacuum and that makes me feel good and you'll let me just kind of chill yeah. out if I need to and you'll definitely let the kids know hey mom needs her space right now she's going a little nutso um so I feel like, like all in all you handle my period like a man except for the part where you just don't even like talking about it yeah I don't know why we have to talk about it well we're almost done talking about it but I want to throw out some tips Go for it. In case we have guys listening since you're actually on or if girls want to share this with the mm-hmm. men in their life. So first of all, I think keeping chocolate and Midol on hand at all times would be a clutch move. Like yeah. if I needed Midol and you're like, oh, I got you, babe. It's in the cabinet. No. And go to the store, get the nighttime Midol, the daytime Midol. You get, you can get all kinds of them to make her go <laughs> to sleep, to make her wake up, to make her whatever. Like get all of them. Hold on. Disclaimer. I don't really like the nighttime Midol because I wake up with like weird side effects. She doesn't the next have to day. know you gave it to her. Just give it to her. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I, don't know that that's, I don't know that I condone that behavior, but regular Midol, it'd be super clutched for okay. people yeah, absolutely. to have it on hand. And then chocolate in the freezer. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that 88% dark chocolate because it doesn't have as much sugar in it. But hide it so she can't see it all the time. Oh, you know, so dis- is that what you do? Well, no, I'm just saying and that then in advance, saying just- it will just disappear. <laughs> or if you want some, you can get some and she won't know the difference. Okay. Another thing is sometimes maybe, you, you know, keep your distance, but not too much distance. Because then she might think something's up. Yeah, that's a challenging one. Um, but you're going to have to know your, you know, your partner on that one. Yeah, because like, what's the What's the distance? Like, you know, arms well, I don't know. What do you, I, feel like- like, I feel like this is stuff you do. Like sometimes you're like, you know what? Let's just take a break. You need a minute. But then you're not, or you kind of just give me my space till I come back around to mm-hmm. normal <laughs> town. And then, you know. No, I'm you, good with that one. You don't give me so much distance where I freak out. Like, why are you being this? Why are you treating me weird? Yeah. Like, taking off to go play golf just because you had an episode is not, like, a like a good idea. <laughs> an episode. <laughs> but, like, if you want to just go walk around the block, that's fine. Because if you go golfing, then it's four hours, and then it's a, it's a whole thing. I feel like you can learn or Google, do research about mood swings and really understand them and then understand why they're happening to her. And and then I feel like you're good about understanding my mood swings. You're like, okay, this is not you right now, so pull it together. Which you pull me out of ruts often. Like there was – the other day I was in a rut. Like I 
was so low because sometimes I'll just, my mood drops drastically and I know it's my PMS, but I get to this place where I can't even do things. It's almost like simple tasks I cannot do. Like I had to make a phone call about dad Mm -hmm. and especially if the task has to do with something that draws up emotions in me and my dad has cancer right now. And it was a simple phone call. It wasn't anything crazy, but I literally put it off for a few days. And then when it came time to the day, like I legit needed it to be done, I couldn't. I just wanted to get in bed and not do it. And you got me up. You got me out of bed. You got the dog. We went on a walk. We got yeah. in the sunshine. I got some vitamin D. And you made me do the call while I was on the walk. And I felt so much better. And yeah, that and then was, the rest of the day was fine. That was being supportive, but understanding that I was having a mood swing. And then you were like, how can I help you get out of this? I think the biggest lesson is just to to not avoid it. Like I've tried my entire life to avoid it. I've tried for the last 12 years of marriage to avoid it. You're it's still like, it's, trying to avoid it right now. Well, here I know, podcast. but I'm stuck in this chair. I can't get out of it. Um, so, but I would say my, and what I'm trying to do is just jump in, like, just do it. It's going to happen. Buy all the model, get some chocolate and then just realize that it's happening. Yeah. And then do you keep, I know I keep my calendar on the Clue app, which is a great period tracker app, C-L-U-E. But do you keep a calendar? Because I saw that some guys actually secretly track their wives so that they're in the know. But you don't need to track me with a calendar. Apparently, you can just tell in my eyes. Well, I mean, yeah. And I can tell further and further away in your eyes. And I mean, I can even tell if we're we're not together and on the phone because of your the conversation or how you're the stress kind of comes out of you when you're this oh stuff is coming. Like it's like you're like building up pressure. Oh, my tone. Yeah, it's just like you're building up. It's like it's going to explode eventually. Like you can feel it. Okay. Well, there you have it, people. That's how to handle her period like a man. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> and then I guess after you, maybe when this podcast comes about out and you listen to it, because you're a supportive husband and you listen to my podcast, mm-hmm. then you can decide if you want to come back. And we can talk about like more we'll serious topics. More serious? Well, what was that? Well, that was like, I mean, that's not like adoption and fatherhood and marriage, but we can, or we can talk about more fun, lighthearted stuff. Okay. Whatever. We'll just have a balance. We'll have a balance if you're willing to come back, but that will be up to you. Nobody's forcing you to be here. Let's see. We're in the trust tree right now. Trust Last tree. Last time I got <laughs> kicked out. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for coming on. I know you're busy. Yeah. No problem. It was fun. Hey, it's Kelly Henderson from the Velvet's Edge podcast. Check out my episode where I sit down with Bobby Bones, the host of The Bobby Bones Show. It's just an open conversation between two friends. I edited nothing out, and I got Bobby to talk a lot about his dating life and past girlfriends. So yes, I do think I've loved a lot of people, but I think I would just show it through action more than I'd say it. Like, would Lindsay say to you, I love you, and you just look at her? I don't. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Check out the full episode. Just search Velvet's Edge on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays. Like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now. And that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry. Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price. $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. 
or they've got gift lists like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. 
No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Second thing. Sleep is definitely something I'm prioritizing, and I love when you guys happen to be an expert in something, which I am not an expert in sleep. I just know that I have it at the top of my list of something that I want to do, like when it comes to taking care of my body. I want to go sleep. I want to eat right. I want to work out, but kind of in that order, and I haven't always been in that order, but Jennifer, she is a nurse at Searcy Medical Center in Arkansas, so shout out to everybody that works there. Because she hooked me up with seven habits to good sleep hygiene. Like this is stuff she legit gives her patients. And I thought I would just run through it for some of y'all. Because maybe you need that reminder that you need to prioritize sleep. And maybe some of these tips could help you. So basically we all need to aim for seven to nine hours of sleep at night. And that's pretty important. Like we've got to just aim for that. Like look at what time you need to wake up. And then decide when you need to go to bed. So you can get in that seven to nine hours. And then here's like seven tips. I'll run through them. Uh, Firstly, it says keep a regular sleep and wake schedule, which gosh, I know is so hard, but they say being consistent is key and to try to keep your bedtime within 20 minutes every night, even on the weekends. What? See, I do a morning radio show, which I cannot like, I can't wake up at 4am on a Saturday and a Sunday to keep the same schedule. Like that's just not going to be happening. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I already can't do that one. It says avoid caffeine, uh, when it's close to bedtime, actually like five to six hours away from your bedtime. So if you typically go to bed at nine or 10 o'clock at night, then boom, you need to quit drinking coffee at about 2 PM. And oh my gosh, how many times do you reach for that late afternoon latte so you can power through? Ooh, that's hard. Also, it says here, number three, avoid alcohol consumption. But sometimes I use wine to help me go to sleep. And that's funny. That's what she put right here. While I see many people who use alcohol to help them fall asleep, it actually inhibits restorative deep sleep and disrupts your circadian rhythm. Consuming alcohol before going to bed also causes the muscles around your throat to relax, which can obstruct your airway and cause sleep apnea. Alcohol is also a diuretic, causing you to wake up throughout the night to go to the bathroom, which is disruptive to your sleep. Oh, shoot. Ugh, I like a glass of wine. Um, Turn off electronic devices. Oh, great. That's like TV, smartphone, tablets, all the things because they omit that um, or emit the blue light. And that suppresses your melatonin levels, which melatonin is something your body produces when it gets dark out to signal to your body it's time to go to sleep. So it says here to eliminate blue light emitting devices for at least two to three hours before bedtime, which I just ordered those blue light glasses that's supposed to block like I don't know I, they haven't come in the mail yet I ordered them like a week ago so Jennifer I want to know if those glasses are legit like should we be wearing those it says here to keep your bedroom cool dark and quiet at night which I feel like we kind of do that Ugh. and it says here under that when it's talking about your room only sleep or have alone time with your partner in your bed do not eat watch tv or perform any other activity in your bed that you would normally do during your waking hours Oh my gosh. My husband and I love to go to bed watching Netflix. Currently we're binging Friday night lights. So we're definitely watching TV. We don't really eat in our bed though. That's not an issue, but we will have a glass of wine and watch Friday night lights. 
Jennifer, you're killing me. Also, it says here, work out at least three hours prior to your bedtime. I definitely don't work out close to my bedtime, so that's good for me. But if you need to work out, make sure you do it three hours before bedtime because you don't want it to affect your sleep quality. And again, sleeping is more important than working out, I think. And then lastly, number seven here, it says avoid large meals for at least two to three hours before bedtime because that could lead to acid reflux and digestive pains, and those issues can cause sleep disruptions or insomnia. So there you go. I don't eat close to bed either. I try to give myself two to three hours. I think Oprah said that way back in the day, kind of took that advice to heart. (laughs) So I've been doing that ever since. Or maybe somebody on Oprah's show said that, and I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, there you have it. Seven Habits to Good Sleep Hygiene. And again, another shout out to Cersei Medical Center. Whoop, whoop. At the end of every podcast, I do an email shout out. So that's like a fun surprise. If you've ever emailed me, you might be listening at the end of an episode and it might be your email, which would be super cool. But I'm getting more and more emails and some of them just like hit me a little bit more or I find interesting and I'm like, oh, that could actually be like a thing one of the four things. So now you might be listening and your email could pop up as one of my four things. So I really appreciate you guys sharing stuff with me. And this particular email hit me because I was like, whoa, there's casserole people in life and there's spoon people in life. I've never heard of this. And you might be thinking right now, like, Amy, what are you talking about? Spoons and casserole people? Well, I'm going to clarify with this email that I got from Justine. She's listening in St. Louis, Missouri. So thank you, Justine, for sending this email. Here's what she said. Hey, Amy, I was just listening to this week's podcast while making a French toast casserole for a baby shower tomorrow, and I had an aha moment. I love your theme song, and the part about casserole things reminded me of a former professor's lecture. He says there are two kinds of people in life, casseroles and spoons. People who are spoons are the friends or coworkers who run to a potluck sign-up sheet to be the first ones to be able to sign up for cups plates, silverware, etc. You know, the no effort contribution, easy way out. Casserole people are the ones who sign up to make a homemade dish or something to add substance to the potluck. Casserole people go above and beyond what is expected. Spoon people, they just show up. It's funny because everyone knows who the spoons in life are and who the casseroles are when you really think of it like this. Your theme song trigger was a good reminder for me to strive to be a casserole. I'm laughing as I'm grating freaking cream cheese with a food processor for this casserole, wishing I would have signed up for cups. Ha <laughs> ha. Thanks for the podcast content each week. Love trying all of your things. Hope you have a fabulous weekend. Justine. So love this. And plus, I love her honesty with like, oh my gosh, like I should have signed up for spoons or cups or whatever. And I'm like slaving over this casserole. But I also love that the theme song was a reminder for her to be a casserole in life. And I love that she emailed me that because it's reminding me to be a casserole in life because as my life gets more hectic and crazy and I become a mom, this past year I was was even literally thinking about this the other day and it had nothing to do with this email. But when my husband and I lived in North Carolina and it was just me and him and I actually did the radio show remotely, like the whole radio show, like the Bobby Bone show was in Austin. And because my husband was in the Air Force, I had to move and I did the show from my house So I didn't have some of the responsibilities that I have, like when you're in town with the same people, my workload was a little bit lighter and I had more freedom and and plus our whole workload has just changed since then. This was just another time in my life, but we didn't have kids. And, you know, if someone, 
in our small group at church or in my book club. Oh my gosh, I was in a book club that I went to every week. Like what? I don't even know how I would have time to go to a book club in my life right now. Although, you know, you can make time for things that are important and something like that. Oh my gosh, I kind of crave that. So maybe I should, I don't know, find a book club to go to and make it a priority. And that's a little rabbit trail there for a second. But that's my point is back then I had more time. And if somebody was pregnant or had something going on and needed a meal, like I remember being in the kitchen making things, like making some recipes that I knew my mom always made for people in our neighborhood that, you know, were going through something and we needed to deliver a meal, like legit homemade stuff. And honestly, I would say now in my life, I'm definitely a spoon person. So maybe we have different seasons where you're a casserole person or a spoon person, but what if we all strive to be the casserole person? Because, I mean, after this little analogy, I'm all in on that. Like, I need to find out a way. Like, my friend Gracie had a baby about a month ago, and we got a meal train email, you know, to sign up, and, you know, everybody picks a date, and you deliver food to them so that they always have something to eat. And I really honestly wanted to make her a homemade meal, but I didn't have time to do that. So I did the next best thing. I didn't show up with just spoons or anything, but I texted her, said, hey, what are y'all craving? Can you tell me one of your favorite spots? And like, I'll go pick up your exact order, whatever you would like. So I went to one of their favorite restaurants and picked up what they happened to be craving that day. So, but even after I dropped it off and I was leaving, I just felt so like, ugh. even though they appreciated it, and I'm sure it was fine. Like they didn't care if it was homemade or I bought it at a restaurant, but there is something awesome about making it yourself and you know food is love like in my family my mom and my dad were excellent cooks and that was their love language and I just don't feel like it's been that way for me and I kind of want to start using food as love again like really making something special for someone and baking things with my daughter and like okay this week we're prepping for Valentine's Day when you're hearing this it is Valentine's Day but I was thinking about Valentine's gifts for my kids teachers and it was like oh, should we try to make them something homemade and special and sweet? Or should I just go to Target and get little pre-made Valentines for the teachers? Like, I don't know. Of course I went to Target and I got the pre-made thing. But that was totally me being a spoon when I should have been a casserole and made it a whole thing with my daughter and my son. And we baked in the kitchen. Now, this is me living in fantasy world right now where we've got time where we're just like hanging out in the kitchen, baking cookies from scratch and using like a little heart cookie cutter. (sighs) Okay, well, now that I'm like in la-la land, but I mean, you can make time for that. And when I say you, I'm telling myself, like, Amy, you know you can make time for that. So I'm going to strive to be a casserole person, and I hope you guys will too. Okay, thanks, Justine, for the email. It's awesome. Growing up, there were times that I was called half-brow because I had like half of an eyebrow. Well, on on both sides. So I had half brows and I would pencil them in once I got old enough, but I would go swimming and then it would wash away. And then I think that's when people were like, hey, what happened to your eyebrows? Half brow. So that really stuck with me as an insecurity. So I have different stories from like when I was in college, like I got them tattooed at some 
shady shop in College Station, Texas. I should not have done that, but whatever. I did it. I basically had no eyebrows at that point anyways, because in the late 90s, like if you grew up in the 90s and you were in the high school in the 90s, I don't know what we did, but we plucked away all of our eyebrows in early 2000s. We just had no brows. We were crazy. I don't know why we would do that. But they were super skinny, but I still got it tattooed in. And then that faded because it really wasn't that deep. And then like when I was 25, I went to this awesome tattoo artist that did makeup in Austin and she was so amazing. And that was, you know, okay. And then that faded. So then more recently, like a year and a half ago, I gave microblading a try because obviously that's super popular right now. And I went to someone in town that like a lot of people trusted even celebrities and some friends of mine that are just kind of normal. But I mean, I had seen their brows and then I saw the celebrity ones on Instagram and I'm like, okay, like if these people trust their brows, I'm going to go here. So I went there and got my brows microbladed, which microblading is a little bit different than tattooing. It's not the deep layer of the skin, but more on the surface. And it's also not permanent. So that's great because the color can fade I mean, I say that's great because my experience wasn't so amazing and it's way more natural because it's really fine. It's like this handheld needle blade situation that makes strokes that are like, you know, a hair stroke. And then after they cut your skin with the blade, they kind of rub in the ink, which dyes it. And then it looks like little hair strokes. It's pretty awesome because you can get like more of a feather look. Well, I got it done. And when I got done, I looked in the mirror and I freaked out, freaked out. And I mean, I have sensitive skin, so I thought, okay, maybe I'm just having some sort of reaction and it'll really calm down. Well, my husband and I had a beach trip planned, but some of my friends had literally gotten microbladed and they carried on with their life and it was fine. So I thought, well, I can book this appointment and go to the beach with my husband. No big deal. Y'all, my husband was almost embarrassed to be with me. I had to wear a hat the entire time and sunglasses. He said it looked like I had two caterpillars on my face because the look that she went for was more of a full feathered. I went from basically like not having that many brows to like now this really thick brow situation. And it was, it was really bad. And I even texted her and she was like, Oh, I think they look great. And I'm like, are you are you sure? Because then I would text text some the pictures to some friends and they would they were honest with me and they're like, "Ooh, I don't really know, but give it some time, maybe it needs to heal." So, long story short, or short story long, depending on how you look at time, I had to get them lasered off. Like laser tattoo removal. And that is actually how I met the Nashville beauty girl who comes on my podcast because she was the one that was able to laser them off. Actually, I went to a different girl in town that microblades and I saw, I learned about her from Kelsey Ballerini's Instagram. And I was like, well, maybe I can go to this girl. Her name's Megan and she can fix me. And me, I went to see Megan and she's like, you know, I can't, I can't fix this. And I actually, I I know that I could do your brow and do it well, but you have to get these taken off. Like you have to get these lasered and gone. And then once you're healed, you can come back and see me. And I was like, are you serious right now? Of course this would happen to me. And again, the girl that originally did them still has continued to do great work. Another one of my friends, even after my little mishap, went to this other girl and she came over to my house and I was like, why do your brows look so amazing? Like what happened to me? 
Was it just like an off day? Or maybe she thought this look would look really good on my face. But y'all, I, I, one day maybe I'll post a picture of what I looked like, but you would laugh out loud. But I also don't want to throw this other girl on front street. Like I'm not trying to, I'm not going to say her name, her business, anything, because I know she does great work, but I don't know what happened with me. It just was not great. So again, had to get them lasered off. And that's when Megan referred me to this face and beauty girl, the Nashville beauty girl, which happens to be Carrie. And she's come on the podcast and she's like, okay, girl, yeah, we got to laser these off. So we lasered them off. It took a few treatments and then I had no brows again. <laughs> so I was back to being half brow. And this was about a year ago or so. So then once I got that done, I was able to finally go back to Megan. And she did my brows. And we're still working on them. It's like a work in progress because I told her I wanted to take it really, really slow. Because I have, obviously, I have, you know, some fear with the whole thing. Some fears. But... Megan's amazing and she hooked it up and now I feel like my eyebrows are starting to get back to normal. But if you're if you ever see me in person and you see my eyebrows in the sun, you can kind of see where the other ones got lasered off because there's this like red tint that's still there that will fade over time, but it's just sort of pinky. And it's just something I have to live with. Like it's my fault. Like cuz I went I went and I didn't really micromanage the situation, which is my point in this whole story is that don't be scared to speak up and say exactly what you want when you're getting anything done to your face. And I've actually gotten several emails because I mentioned on the Bobby Bone show that I got microblading. I think Carrie Underwood came in and did an interview and she was talking about how her brows were microbladed. And I was like, oh, mine too. So I've started to get emails and people are like, tell me more about microblading. Like, what do you, what would you recommend? Should I get it done? And the answer is yes. I really like it and I totally recommend it because it, there's just something about having your brow full, filled in and if it's done right, it can really shape your face. Like people that are born with amazing brows, like, whew, you're so lucky, but I wasn't. So you just want to make sure that you've got the right shape and they'll kind of measure your face and do whatever, but don't do like you need to do your due diligence. Like you've got to do your research, make sure you're going to someone that knows what they're doing Make sure that they sketch it out on your face and show you what it's going to look like so that way you can see. And then check out their work, like stalk their Instagrams, ask them for before and after photos. Maybe even like try to get a legit recommendation from someone that you know and trust, like that's gone to this person um, or multiple people because, well, and I mean, here I am saying that and that's originally what I did (laughs) is I did go to someone and yet she still put two caterpillars on my eyebrows and I, I just hope y'all are luckier than I am, but we still laugh at it. Me and my friends and my husband, because of course that would happen to me. But, um, you know, the good news is you can always get lasered off. You can come see Carrie and she'll laser them right off. And then you can go see Megan and she'll put them back on. But I would say it's, it's pretty awesome. And I would, I would recommend it, especially if you're someone that has to fill in your brows all of the time, because it will save you so much time, especially if you're ever in the water or anything where your brows just wipe right off if you've got them penciled in. So that is my little spiel on microblading and uh, do your research, 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 and then speak up 
when it's happening, while it's happening, make sure they understand exactly what you want and you know exactly what you're going to get. And then hopefully you'll be a happy camper. But all in all, even with my, you know, crazy experience, I still recommend it. So good luck. That's a wrap on today's episode. I feel like I gotta say thank you again to my husband for coming on because I know that he listens to my podcast because sometimes he gives me feedback or gives me his thoughts on it. So honey, if you're listening to this, thank you for joining us. And I guess I'll see you tonight. If you're listening to this on the Thursday that it comes out, which is Valentine's Day, then I look forward to see what seeing what you've got planned. I just know that you need me to be ready early, like 5 p.m. early bird special. I, I love that. I think that means we'll be home early and in bed early, which sounds amazing. We're getting old, but I'm super pumped. Don't know what you have in store, but happy Valentine's Day. And I really hope you like the gift that I got you. Can't wait to give it to you later on. But thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, and if anybody has questions for my husband, y'all can send me questions. And maybe if we can get him back on, we can do a little Q&A with him. Just four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com. That's how you can submit stuff, which now is also the time in the podcast that I share emails that I've gotten. And this one comes from Adriana. And she asked this. Have you ever heard of the Think Dirty app? If not, you should totally check it out. It rates products on how dirty they are based on their ingredients. It lists why the ingredients are harmful and provides alternative products that are cleaner and safer. You can either type in the product name or you can do what I did and go around your house scanning everything to see how safe your house is. So, and again, that's from Adriana, which thanks for sending that in. Pretty amazing. Um, I, I actually do try to use super clean green. I guess green is the way to say it. More green cleaning products that have clean ingredients. Uh, But it's so hard because I also just growing up was taught like if you didn't have that scrub and bubbles stuff foaming around your tub and in your toilet and all the things, then nothing's really getting clean. So I would say 80% of the products in my house are technically considered green. And then the other are like really probably toxic and bad and should not be in my home, but I just cannot give them up because they just give me that extra peace of mind if I'm really trying to get something clean. I I do like the Myers products, which the reason why I pulled this email from Adriana was because I was like, I need to download this Think Dirty app and I need to scan my Myers products and see if those are legit. But that's what I use for countertop spray, glass cleaner, laundry detergent, fabric softener, dryer sheets. The Myers brand is great. I don't know the flavors, but I know the colors. I love the like turquoise one and the yellow one. The green one, I don't like so much, but it was on sale one time and I bought a bunch of it. So now I've got way too much and I can't wait to be done with it. Target has it. I know that Kroger has it. So you can find that one. I like it, but now I need to take it to the Think Dirty app and see if it's legit healthy for my home. I don't know, but seems healthy enough. And I know I wish I could get to the point where maybe I make all my cleaning products, kind of like I'm into making my deodorant or other things. Maybe I could just start making all my own cleaning supplies because I know you can use essential oils and vinegar and alcohol. Like there's things you can do to clean your home and you can whip it up yourself, but I just not there yet. Like confession, it just seems daunting. I know, I know. 
I'm even saying I know because some of you right now are probably listening and you're thinking like daunting, like 100% of the stuff under my cabinets is totally toxic and I just can't even think about addressing that at the moment. I feel you people. I'm right there. It's like doing an overhaul like that. I think of how long it took me to overhaul my eating and food and different things and learning all about that. Like just trying to think about doing the house is really difficult, but I'm, I'm almost there. I would say being at 80% makes me feel really good. And that's been over the years, just gradually making it happen. And then I brought up the essential oils a second ago, and it reminded me that I've got to get an oil expert on here to talk about essential oils because I get so many emails about essential oils. So, okay, well, there's your little email for the day, and it's Think Dirty. That's the app. I'm going to download it. If y'all download it, let me know what you think. And if you have any product recommendations for me that are really green for your home and awesome and less toxic than the scrub and bubbles, then send them my way. Big thank you to Elizabeth and Mike D as always. And I still get emails asking, who is the person singing your theme song? Even though I shout him out in every podcast, which is just a reminder that sometimes people don't listen all the way through, which I'm totally guilty of that on other podcasts that I listen to. So, hey, I don't, I don't blame you. No hate here. Um, but it's Walker Hayes. So, and he's so awesome. He has done another song for us. That's how we met him. He's the Pimp and Joy theme song guy. He wrote a song for my mom called Joy Like Judy. It's on YouTube. You can check that out. But those are just things that are related to me and then this theme song. But his catalog of music that he's written and recorded, he's got some really great stuff. So you should check him out on iTunes. Actually, you should check him out on the iHeartRadio app. Do that first because shout out iHeartRadio, my employer. Okay, bye. Uh. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. 
Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.